0: The Sharks Audio Network presents Barracuda Background.
1: Here's your host, Nick Nolenberger. In this episode of Barracuda Background, we highlight prospect Nick DeSimone. DeSimone was born November 21st, 1994 in Williamsville, New York, a suburb just outside of Buffalo. The Sharks originally signed the undrafted free agent on March 30th, 2017, to a two-year entry-level contract after he wrapped up his junior season at Union College in Schenectady, New York. DeSimone majored in economics while at Union and graduated from Stony Creek High School in 2012. He's the son of Cindy and Phil DeSimone. His brother Philip, who's almost seven years older, was a third-round pick of the Washington Capitals in 2007 and played four years at New Hampshire before a seven-year pro career that included stops in the AHL, ECHL, Finland, Sweden, Italy, Latvia, and Switzerland. Nick Simone grew up just under an hour south of the Canadian border. Like many kids who are raised in Canada, Simone had the same type of upbringing in New York. He says when he was a kid, it was all hockey, all the time. Completely and totally obsessed with hockey. I feel like it's all
0: I really thought about and did. Um, I was obsessed with watching my brother play uh, juniors in college. Just kind of tried to do everything to be like him. Whatever hockey gear he was wearing, to how he was playing, where he was playing, I was... Just kind of obsessed with that, and I guess it's kind of when I realized, like, that's what I wanted to do. Tried to play hockey as much as I could. My buddy had a rink in his backyard, and I I can't even explain how much time we spent out there. Just, you know, we, we would practice together with our, you know, youth team or whatever, and then I would just go home right with his dad, and we'd, we'd go right out there and, and put the gear back on and skate until pretty much my parents came and picked me up late at night. I guess, yeah, nine and 10 year old Nick DeSimone just played hockey as much as he could and watched it. And yeah, I guess that's all that really comes to mind.
1: DeSimone remembers fondly going over to his childhood friend Jake Rosen's house every year to help build their outdoor rink. Rosen would go on to play himself, Division Three at Buffalo State.
0: Jake Rosen, uh, still one of my best friends to date. His dad was my coach a little bit in youth and in high school uh outdoor rink we'd make it every year i'd go over um, we'd put the boards up wood boards we'd put the plastic down get the water in and kind of just wait until it got cold enough and then pretty much every day you know even if we if we didn't have practice that means we could go out there earlier you know seventh eighth ninth grade sixth grade, like those years always being over there, always having dinner there because we're always skating. We we built a little locker room in the basement and kept our gear there. And we just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Uh we never really could get goalies. So when we'd have to play games we, we made these little nets where you just slide a puck into like a little like a square hole. I just I, I remember sitting there, pretending we were in a real hockey locker room, playing music, going upstairs outside and just skating until pretty
1: much we got yelled at. Yeah, it's just logging hours at his house. DeSimone grew up a huge Buffalo Sabres fan as a kid. But it was Washington Capitals star Alex Ovechkin that he idolized as a youngster. Yeah, I was I was a big Sabres
0: fan. I I mean, I was, like I loved like Chris Jury and Danny Briere and those guys honestly when I was younger. Like, uh, kind of when Obi broke into the league, I was such a big Ovi fan and my buddy loved Crosby. So I think it maybe I just wanted to like rival him. And so I just picked Ovi and, and I don't know, I just like, I, the Ovi had like that white CCM stick. I remember it was like the best day ever when I, when my parents bought me that thing, I go out there and try to take one timers. Like, um, I, I mean, obviously I, I don't, I don't even play forward. I don't even play like him whatsoever. But when I was younger, I just I just loved watching him play. It was just like, it was crazy watching him play and how good
1: he was. And Like his older brother, Philip, Nick DeSimone played forward as a kid. In fact, it was by chance that he filled in on defense one game. And as they say, the rest is history.
0: I, I played forward growing up, like when I was really young. And I don't remember the exact year. I want to say it was like a year in, in squirt which is, like, uh, right after Mites. Um, it was either then or, or a couple of years after. I remember we had some defensemen that, that couldn't play or couldn't make it. They were sick, whatever it was. And and uh, I just had to go back there for, you know, the game or the weekend. I don't know. I just kind of fell in love with it, being able to, like, see the ice and, and kind of control the play. And, you know, not waiting for like guys to pass it to you, you kind of started everything. So I kind of, I don't know, I just played it those couple of games and then fell in love with it and told my dad, I was like, hey, I think I should probably stay. I, I think I kind of want to stay a defenseman. And he was like, yeah, I mean, whatever you want to do. And looking back on it, it was probably the best thing that ever happened. Because, you know, I, I was growing up and, you know, I, I always had like a, a bit of skill, but I don't think I had enough offensive skill to, you know, score goals and whatever in the in the American League and NHL. like. You know, for the, my primary, primary job. So I, I think it helped me a lot. You know, bringing offense to my game, and then being able to do
1: that as a defenseman. Desimone idolized Ovi, but he says it was his brother that motivated him to want to play college hockey. I'm really lucky that I
0: had a older brother like that. You know, kind of went through it all first, and I got to kind of see, you know, what what his successes were. You know, what he might have done, not done wrong, but you know, things were you know, I could learn from and, and just always had somebody that kind of, he paved the way for me really. And, and uh, yeah, just growing up, he was, he, he moved away when he was 16 and he played in the USHL for a while and then went to college. And so, I mean, he wasn't home too often. He, you know, he moved away as soon as I really kind of got old enough to understand everything. But I remember, you know, always watching his games online when he played in the USHL you know, keeping track of all the stats of everybody in that league and all those guys I used to be able to read stats off from that league. It, it was wild, but, and then you know what, you know, going to see that and seeing it in person, and then when he got to college, that was awesome. I I kind of realized that, that was like my main goal in hockey. You know, obviously you want to play in the NHL and whatever, but I felt like that was a very realistic goal that, you know playing division one college hockey and going there and, and seeing packed crowds of students in the band. I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And um, yeah, I mean, just everything he did, I wanted to do, he, I wanted to go to, you know, USHL, I wanted to play at college and then, you know, pro kind of, he was just my idol pretty much. I mean, he's, I, he's a big reason, you know, where I am today. So yeah, I just wanted to, to follow in his footsteps
1: and, and just do everything that he did and and I'm lucky that I was able to have a brother like that. In 2011, as a junior in high school, D Simone helped Williamsville North High School capture a New York State championship, a memory he'll never forget.
0: So, this is going back to my my good buddy Jake who, you know, had the rink outside and his his dad was our high school coach and he, you know, he grew up always skating with the high school team and and you know, he loved it. That was like his life and he's he coaches for them now, so it's kind of came came full circle for him and um we were just obsessed with it um especially when we're in middle school and like almost almost in high school like we just loved it you know Friday Night Lights uh the football movie we just like we would watch that all the time and compare it to our high school hockey and just it was just incredible and it's something that we loved and you know, when we were in high school, you know, we always wanted to win a, a state championship. That was our biggest thing. We and we'd go and watch like old Winslow North, as the high school I went to, like their old highlight tapes that that his dad had, and and their like state championship highlight videos. And we're like, man, we gotta do that. We gotta win one of those. And and uh, my freshman year, we went to the state quarterfinals and lost in overtime. And that was uh, that was a heartbreaker. But you know, when you're a freshman, you're like, well, I got I got many more years of this. And then the next year, we we lost and didn't even make it uh, to states. So we're like, Damn, wow, this is really this this isn't too easy. And then you know, my junior year, uh, we were really good and we ended up not losing a game that year. Uh, I think it was 24-0 and two and won it. And that was really cool being able to share that with. Jake and his dad being the coach and just how close I was to the, I am to their family it was just it was really cool it it meant a lot to us and it's something that we still uh we still talk about and let our buddies know uh to this day for sure
1: with dreams of playing division one hockey Dee Simone looked to follow his brother Phil's path to the USHL but it wasn't meant to be as he was cut from multiple teams a discouraging development at the time it turned out to be one of the best things that could have happened. He ended up going back home and playing for former Buffalo Sabres captain Michael Pekka with the Buffalo Junior Sabres in the Ontario Junior Hockey League. Dee Simone still looks back at that experience under Pekka's tutelage as a crucial turning point in his hockey career.
0: That De- definitely tried out in the USHL, never made it. Uh, I, think I got cut from two or three different teams at camp. Um, yeah, I went to the EJ for a year. It was kind of a rocky year. Um, I ended up towards the end of the year. Um, I was scratched for a couple of games as a defenseman and we were down with a couple forwards and I went into the coach's office and I was like, Hey, I just want to play. Like, I think I could help out playing forward. You know, if, if you want to do that, like I'd be more than happy. I just want to play. So I ended up playing forward. Uh, <laughs> Finished the year at the end of playoffs as the second-line center. Had a bunch of points or whatever, and, and um, they pretty much told me, hey, we want you to come back as a forward, you know, not as a defenseman. So it's kind of crazy, um, kind of looking back on it. It was a pretty big career. I mean, it was – it was I had to choose a path, really pretty big career decision. Um, I went home for the summer, and I ended up trying out for the Junior Sabres OJ team, As a defenseman and after the first day of camp, the coach, Mike Pekka, Sabres legend, said, hey, like we want you as a defenseman, you you know, there's another day. But, you know, if you want to play for us, we'd love to have you. So I I was kind of uh, that was huge for me um, because I wanted to play D. I I didn't want to play forward anymore. I didn't think I could go that far playing forward. So that was a bit of a confidence boost as a defenseman for me, knowing that, you know, I was wanted somewhere as a defenseman. And I was like, okay, uh, that's awesome. I'm just trying out for this USHL team, you know, in a couple of weeks. Like, um, if I don't make it, I, uh, I will definitely play here. He's like, okay, no problem. That's, that's fine. Uh, call me in a couple of weeks. So I went to the USHL camp, thought I did really well, uh, got cut on my way home. I got a call from Tucker. He, he knew that I got cut and he was like, don't worry about it. You know, if, if you, you know, listen to me and work hard, I'll get you committed this year. No problem. And I was like, all right, this is, you know, he believes in me, like this guy played in the NHL, like <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll follow you anywhere. So um, sure enough, two, two months into the next year, um, I had a bunch of offers and and committed to union. So, I mean, I, I definitely have a lot of people, you know, that have been in my corner, you know, you know my family, my brother, and I think Pax was one of the one that really, uh, I think about a lot of him turning my, turning my career around. I'm, I'm really thankful for that. So I kind of, I mean, got lucky, got a good bounce, was in the right place, and, and he, he helped
1: me a lot. As a kid who grew up in the Buffalo area, playing under a legendary figure within the community like Michael Pekka was quite the thrill. It didn't hurt that Pekka just happened to also be his mom's favorite player.
0: Yeah, uh, really surreal. Actually, is my mom's favorite player. Uh, she didn't know anything about hockey, but she she loved him. Um, I always loved watching him play. I mean, he was a captain, just like he was a fan favorite, and it was just it was it was crazy. Um, you know, sitting across the table from Mike Pecka and him telling me that he wants me to play for him and that he's going to get me comm- committed. I was just like. Uh, I mean, whatever you say, I believe, like, oh, you tell me to jump, I say how high.
1: De Simone says he built a chip on his shoulder long before getting cut in the USHL, and the hockey adversity he faced as a teen has been a driving force throughout his career.
0: That didn't even start, you know, at when I got cut from the USHL. I got cut from a lot of things. Um, growing up, whether it was USA camps, um, uh, festival empire state games i mean you name it i probably got cut from it growing up um so i i think and in, in my dad kind of always always said that to me you know let those people you know be the motivation for you and kind of think about that on days where maybe you don't want to work hard or don't want to go to work out or whatever it might be kind of just use that as your motivation and um honestly it's Kind of one of the reasons why I think I've, you know, I've made it to where I am is that, you know, I just had so many people tell me that I couldn't do it, you know, not fast enough, not good, just whatever it could be. Um, I think that's, that's a big reason why I am today. I just, I kind of just lit a fire in me to, you know, prove everybody wrong. Um, Started young. I mean, you know, it's still, I don't think that ever stops. I think every day you kind of have to prove to people so that you can that you can do it and you can make it so
1: i think that's that's still a big part of me and it has been for a while like his hockey career d simone was a late bloomer his parents put him into school a year early and he says he didn't win much as a kid but those experiences were learning lessons that still motivate him to this day
0: uh i was definitely a late bloomer um you can ask my dad i would always I would always freak out. I I was, you know, I think I was five foot one, my freshman year of high school. Um, so really late bloomer, smallest kid, no hair on his body, the whole, the whole nine yards. And I'd always tell my dad, I was like, I'm not going to grow. Like uh, I'm not going to grow. And I remember I went to the doctor one time and he was like, your growth plates are wide open. Like you're going to be tall. Like, don't worry about it. It's going to come, going to come. And I would just never believe it. Um, you know, I always had skill and I think, you know, could think the game, um, you know good hands and, and all that but I was just always small and wasn't and I, I was small and I wasn't that fast so if you're going to be small you got to be fast right so I I didn't have either um, and then I you know I, one summer I grew um, a couple of inches and then the next summer I grew a couple of inches and then all of a sudden you know I was 5'10 5'11 and then I got to six foot so it was kind of one of those things where um, it just kind of happened over time it wasn't just like all of a sudden I was six foot. Um, I grew and definitely late blo- bloomer. Like I was growing through college, you know, had the baby face in college, kind of really definitely late, late to the party on a lot of things in that way. But I also feel like it always helped me. My parents put me in school year early. So I was always, you know, going against kids older than me, stronger than me. So I, I didn't win much growing up. Um, kind of always on the, on the short end of the stick especially going home my brother beat me up or shooting pucks at me the whole the whole nine yards so I kind of was always fighting it my whole life but I think it was a good thing for me like you know I was just a late bloomer I knew that you know just because even now I know that you know I might be 26 but I still feel pretty young in a sense that I didn't really go fully through puberty till you know my the early years of my 20s so I, I'd like to think that i'm a little I'm, uh I'm younger than than what my age represents, but I no it was it was big for me and kind of always just motivated me a little bit more i I guess I would say
1: before Blackcock star Patrick Kane won multiple Stanley Cups and became one of the greatest hockey players in the history of the game, he grew up in Buffalo, New York, paving the way for the next generation of professional hockey players in the region.
0: Yeah, pretty crazy. I I mean, I feel like it's one of the bigger ones, um, you know, in the U.S. I mean, you got your Bostons, Minnesotas, uh, Chicagos. I think Buffalo is is pretty big. Um, You know, thinking back to like my brother's years and Pat Kane's years, I think, you know, guys like Pat Kane and and the first guys are really like go to go play D1 and and go play in the NHL like Tim Kennedy. um, All those guys. Kind of put Buffalo on the map, I, I guess you could say, a little bit. And they started putting in more like travel teams uh, to go compete with the teams in Michigan and, and all of that. And so now youth hockey is huge. Um, you know, the junior Sabres to play out of the Harbor Center and they have the organization the whole way up to junior. Um, there's a bunch of different teams. And even just thinking about, you know, my age group, a lot of my close friends you know, grew up playing against and playing with, still play to this date. Um, like Dennis Gilbert um, just got traded to Colorado, plays in the NHL, AHL. Uh, Andrew Podorowski was on San Diego. Ryan Schmelzer plays in Binghamton. Andrew Sturts, you know, just a, there's a there's a lot of guys my age that, you know, have made it. So I think that's a testament to, to like you said, the, you know, Sabres guys, living here and, and coaching and taking over and even guys who just know the game. Like, you know, Matt Ellis coaches us in the summer. He played for the Sabres for a while. Nick Tuzzolino um, played pro and, and runs a lot of our D skates. So it's, it's really good place to be. Um If you know the right people uh, growing up and playing here, it's, it's, it's really good. And, you know, kids younger, there's a lot of kids that from Buffalo got drafted this year Um so yeah, it's
1: it's really growing a lot. I, I mean, there's a lot of good players coming out of Buffalo right now. DeSimone Simone played three years at Union College for the Dutchmen, members of the Eastern College Athletic Conference, the ECAC. Union was his first visit during his recruiting tour, and although he had more offers, he committed just a week later.
0: Yeah, I I was uh, it was Union, obviously. Um, Providence was kind of uh right up there with the union um a couple of Atlantic schools uh, I was talking to Cornell for a while, but I might not have had the a c t score to get in there um, but yeah, I don't know i i I went to uh Union for a visit, and I was supposed to go to Providence the next weekend and uh I don't know what it was about union i just it just kind of felt like home. I went there saw a kid took me around for the day that wasn't playing I went and saw the game on Friday that was the year that they that they it, so they were really good you know packed crowd small small rink, a lot of character small school just just felt really comfortable um you know the coaches that I met. I just you know just loved you know what they had to say and and what you know the guys had to say about it. It was a program that it's not a Big Ten program. They don't get the the you know Team USA kids. Kind of just I feel like it kind of symbolized me. Just kids that had a lot to prove that were good had a lot to prove. Maybe late bloomers, whatever it was. You know everybody kind of put their ego aside and and uh, just kind of put their head down and. Did whatever they could for the team and I got home I talked to my parents about it talked to my brother and I was just like I know it's I know I haven't seen any other school but you know this
1: is where I want to go after becoming a prominent player at the college level D. Simone began getting NHL looks after his freshman season. He would attend Edmonton's development camp the following summer. That would begin the process for the next level, signing with the Sharks following his junior season.
0: You know, it was I wanted to play D1, and then I wanted to play in the NHL. I mean, realistic goals, um, I just wanted to get to Division I first. My first year, I had a lot of ups and downs, but I had a really good finish to my freshman year there was some interest in uh, a couple of teams just going to development camp and it, it just didn't work out. They, you know, they didn't have enough spots or whatever it was. And so I guess that was, that was the first time that I really, you know, felt like, I mean, it really wasn't much. It was, it was a possible invite to development camp, but you know, at least that, you know, my name was in the mix. Right. So I feel, I feel like that gave me a lot of confidence going into uh sophomore year, maybe started to believe it more that, you know, it was a real possibility, and that you know, I am, you know, I I have the capability to do it. My agent, you know, let me know that there's a lot of teams interested and and whatever. And but we were we were really good and and felt like we had a a you know, shot at you know going to the tournament and maybe the Frozen Four and stuff like that. So at Christmas, I was like, hey, I, I just don't you know I don't really want to hear about it anymore. Like obviously, continue to talk to them, but you know, we'll we'll reconvene at the end of the year. Like I don't want to you know, I don't wanna worry about this or even think about this at the time. And you know, we lost to Penn State and the next day I talked to my agent and kinda he kinda just laid the cards out on the table and said what was what and I took a couple days you know talked to my brother and my family and, and a bunch of people and decided that it was it was I think better for my hockey career if I if I left and signed and in San Jose was, was the place where I wanted to go.
1: De Simone detailed why San Jose was his final choice?
0: there was a handful of teams, and I kind of narrowed it down to just two you know throughout the days and then just talking to people in San Jose like Tim Burke and Doug Wilson and you know Grosnick was uh at union. I never played with them, but everybody always you know said great things about him so i I reached out to him as well um just got any information I could, and you know they're i guess you could say pitch there's their, their what they were saying to me really, um, you know, felt like they wanted me as, you know, the person and the player, not just kind of maybe the player or or how other teams kind of pitched about, you know, being original six or, you know, this city just, it was just different. I felt like it was different to me. I felt like they had a genuine interest in, you know, me personally and, and the development and kind of just how they talked about how they run things there. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, It's the Sharks family and, you know, everything's close. The AHL team in the same city, eyes are always on you, you know, kind of more about the process rather than just getting
1: guys and, you know, from everywhere, free agency, stuff like that. It was, it was kind of all from within. Because the New York State native never finished college at Union because he turned pro, he still had the desire to earn his degree. During the NHL and AHL's extended off-season due to the coronavirus, D. Simone re-enrolled in school and began taking online classes through Oregon State in hopes of earning his degree.
0: Uh, yeah, okay, so economics. Uh, Union College is a liberal, art, liberal arts school, so there isn't like a vast majority of majors that they offer. Um, so, you know, you had your history, you know, poli sci economics neuroscience engineering Um, and I knew right off the bat I wasn't going to be an engineer so I could cross that off the list Um, and I always took an interest into you know accounting or business classes and kind of comes full circle again with Jake Rosen Um, him and his his dad they're my financial advisors and and so that's what they do so I always kind of was around it always felt like I had an interest in it Felt like it was very useful, obviously. I mean it's a, a job that, you know, is always gonna be necessary. So I and so I kinda thought that I was just what I should try at first and ended up taking a, a, a pretty decent interest in it. Um a lot of a lot of guys in my class took it too, so I was able to take classes with them and um you know, we did everything together, so kind of helped out the workload, um, made it easier for us to do everything together. Um, second part, I do think I could see myself, um, you know, in, in some kind of field after hockey. Um, you know, I, I guess the decision would be if I want to stay in hockey doing something or if I want to, you know, start the next chapter of my life, I guess that's something that crossed that bridge when we get there. Um, lastly, I actually just enrolled in school recently a couple months ago um kind of been a mess i couldn't really go back to union because they don't really offer online it's all residents so i wasn't able to get my degree from there which was tough because i mean that's one of the reasons why i went there such a good school um tried transferring to a couple of different schools but um they didn't take my credits as you know major credits just just kind of tough transferring from a trimester school where they do things differently. Um, but the PHP actually has a affiliation with Oregon State online and I found that out over a PHPA call kind of during the whole first quarantine and thought it was an idea to look into and I looked into it they have an economics program and so I just applied um, got in and you know they took a lot of my transfer credits and it really worked out and it's not too expensive and yeah, so I'm in and have had a bunch of meetings with the advisors lately and I'm gonna be starting uh, starting class on January fourth. So right when uh, training camp starts. So I'll have a I'll have a full plate. I'll be going from, you know, not having
1: a season or a school to having both, so that'll be good. That's gonna do it for this episode of Barracuda Background. A big thanks to Nick D. Simone. I'm Nick Nolenberger, saying thanks for listening